Hey, what's up, Geekscape? It's welcome to a brand new Geekscape, and uh, yet again, it's a Geekscape where we're going to talk about movies, video games, and comic books, but it's going to be a little lean because the machine, crippled Kenny Craig, is not here right now. Um, his, here's the situation with Kenny. Kenny called me yesterday and said, hey, uh, I'm going to probably have to tell you when I can come back on the show because what's happening is his father is having some health issues and isn't able to drive him, and I talked to Kenny about the possibilities uh, of my uh, maybe taking like paratransit or something, and he said that the year uh, that he took paratransit was one of the worst years of his life because of paratransit that um, he said never again. So until fa- uh, his father uh, starts feeling better and is able to drive him to Geekscape, I'm going to uh, just be solo. I might get Andrew Duvall to come and, and pitch hit next week. We'll see how Kenny's feeling, which stinks because we've got more Loot Crate stuff, and I want to give Kenny a lot of it. Um, if you guys haven't signed up for Loot Crate, Go to lootcrate.com slash geekscape. Use the promo code geekscape to get lots of cool stuff. And Chris Gore, who's my guest today from Film Threat uh, and many other places, we're going to be opening these loot crates at the end of the show. And uh, he's probably going to take a lot of this stuff home. And we'll have Lauren and Drew take a lot of this stuff home. And uh, and I'll take some of the stuff home. So <laughs> if you guys haven't looted up with the loot crate stuff, it's lootcrate.com slash geekscape. I love that they're sponsoring us and I love being part of the family. Thank you, Ben Dunn, for hooking it up. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Um, also want to remind you guys, while I am throwing out the plugs, a brand-new episode of Stockton LaVar is out. That's Heidi Cox's show. She's my guest next week for the season finale. And this is the beginning of, like, a two-parter. So the first part is up on the Dweeb Darlings YouTube right now. And I got producer credit. I should have really just gotten a special thank you, but it's super nice. Uh, basically, I gave notes on the edits for this episode and the next one, and then help them procure a credit song for episode 10. And for that, I got a producer credit. It was very generous, but hey, I'll take it. Um, go watch the episodes. It's really, it's really funny. And it's got David Blue and Cass Anvar, who's been on the show, in it. So yeah, Stocking LeVar, season two, episode nine is up. Go watch it. And then after this show, if you're watching live, you can switch over to After Buzz and watch Heidi on the show with one of our own. Geekscapist Carrie Lane is, is does a show, and they're going to be promoting that. So that's cool. One last thing. Thank you to everybody who donated to the D&D uh, charity role-playing thing that we did over at Meltdown uh, on Sunday. That was awesome. Satine Phoenix, Rudy Rutenberg, you guys are amazing. They put this charity drive together, raised $5,000. They put it together in three weeks. And I had so much fun playing D&D with you guys. Um, I had Ivan Van Norman from Geek and Sundry on my team. Heidi was there. Mike Furman, who you guys know as a musician, comedian, used to perform with Chris Hardwick as Hard and Firm. Uh, Sig Neutron, who's like a FX guy, used to be on, I think he was on season six of Face Off. And uh, Kirk Thatcher, who is like a longtime FX guy. He, he does a lot of stuff for, um, for uh, he, not Lucas, but um, what is it? It's uh, Henson, the Henson Company. So it was awesome playing with them. And I got to tell you guys, uh, it came down to the wire. And it came down to one last hit in the game. The whole party was in on it. And I got the final roll. <laughs> Dude, you should have seen this shit. I felt like the little kids in Stranger Things, man. Like, we were playing D&D, and it came to my turn, and I know we were, I knew we were finishing this guy off, like the final boss, right? And he's like, oh, he summoned all these zombies that were playing D&D. It's coming down to the wire. And everybody's looking at me as I pick up that 20-sided die, and I, I roll it fucking critical hit on a 20 we lose our shit 
<laughs> we send that bastard back to hell. We save the town. We destroy the zombies. I critical hit that thing, and we all lost our minds. If you guys saw it on the live stream, then you saw it. And uh, really, most importantly, we raised a ton of money for uh, Reach Out and Read, which is a really cool uh, literacy foundation for kids. So uh, that was awesome. Thank you, Satine and Rudy, for including me in that and considering me some form of celebrity because uh, I had a ton of fun, and I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, let's talk about this week. We got our good friend, Chris Gore, right here. Old friend Chris Gore, not yeah, out of age, true. just out of the fact that you and I, like, you were on Geek Drome, dude. You yeah, were on, oh you God, were on the podcast right. before Geekscape. Like, yeah. you, like you're Which our was guy. In your right? it it was, was in your basement, right? It was in Dan Trachtenberg's basement. Yeah. Oh, it was wow. in Danny's basement. And way back in the day. Way back in the day. It was his Danny's brother's basement. And we were like, hey, let's try and get Chris Gore on the show. And now Chris and I see each other at every convention. We see each other at Comic-Con every year. Uh, every, we see Kamikaze. <laughs> like, we yeah. see each other at everything. And now the main thing is with Chris is like, guys, we know him for over 20 years of Film Threat magazine and Film Threat as a website. Coming out of grad school, having a Film Threat give a positive quote to my thesis film was everything. And if you actually have a copy of that thing on DVD, flip it over. You'll see the Film Threat quote right there on the back. It meant everything to me as a fledgling filmmaker to have a Film Threat positive review. Because that was my magazine, right? Chris is, he's a little weird. He's into the weird stuff. Film threat is a reflection of this man's psyche. It's all weird. And that, I mean, that just meant a lot to me. And and this is a culture that I think, I don't know, man. Let's talk about it. Because Film Threat, you're doing this Kickstarter at filmthreat.com to bring it back. How much do you need to raise? Uh, To bring the website back. Yeah, to bring the website back. And bring all the archives back, including the print edition. So the print editions of Film Threat are all... Archived. Archived, yeah. Okay. You'll be able to get everything. It's it's thirty seven thousand five hundred. Okay, let me get my checkbook. <laughs> Hold on, let's do this. Which is which let's is cut, let's cut short your little campaign here, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would I, I would love that, but also you like, moving in with quick, me? Quickly, what happens? I, I don't know. But quick, before <laughs> you were mentioning Heidi Cox's show, Stockton Levar, Levar yeah. which I have not seen the second season, but the Are first season serious? I love. I, it's great. It's a great show. Yeah, it's, it is. I, I love that show. And th- I, I think that this season, and we'll talk about it a little more next week as well, is like. This season, they did a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. a successful, and then I think they did one for Post. I don't know. But they, they raised money. They did crowdfunding, and they, they raised money to do this one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people came and helped out. And when you watch it, you'll see, like, a lot of our friends. Ben Dunn is in some of it. Benjamin Dunn. Benjamin Dunn's in it. I love um, that man. And, and you'll see that it was a labor of love, and a lot of people were helping out. And um, I don't know how she wants to wrap up the series. I think she might do like a third season or maybe a short film. Is LeVar Burton ever going to be in it? She that she has talked to LeVar. And LeVar, I can't speak for Heidi, but LeVar, I think, has pledged his sword. Like a look to the east kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like on the second day, third day, I don't know. I'm they, they could the literally, race. though, they could literally just stalk LeVar. I mean, couldn't they just um, get I, him to be... Yeah, but you I know, think... TMZ style well, well, sort of get him to be two. on the show? Watch okay. season two. Because, season watch, watch season two because I think it, it's narratively shifted away from stalking an individual and been a little bit more of like a statement about herself. And was LeVar actually just a stand-in for something emotionally for her? Oh, wow. And there's a really... Like, like we it's all... going to deeper layers. Very much so. And we're all looking for things. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's a cool show and I would love to... I don't know. I'd like to to direct the the finale. I think I'm throwing that out there. You yeah, you should. I want to do it. Get a director and a producer credit. 
Yeah. <laughs> now that you gave me a producer credit for just telling you to move a couple things on a timeline in, in, in Premiere, I'm hungry. It's time to <laughs> I guess it was Avid. But I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to direct the thing. Here. Stand over there. Put on the eye patch. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. You can play something. I don't know, Chris. We'll find out if, if you kickstart. But let's talk about your Kickstarter. So so what was the impetus for bringing this thing back? Because what I was going to say earlier, and it's not a slight to film thread, is that you were at the beginning of the, this whole culture that ultimately became blogging. Right. And ultimately became, what, what, hey, we're on the outside, but we're going to comment on the inside. Not as... Uh, not as like the New York Times. We're not we're not, we're not uh, a bunch of film reviewers on television like Cisco and Ebert. We're doing it as ourselves as film fans. And now with the internet, it's kind of turned into everything. But you, I always considered you guys as the first people. You and Harry Knowles, but you were before Harry, uh, as basically saying, "Hey, as a fan, I'm going to comment on this stuff." Well, it's weird. Be, I appreciate you into saying the that mic. because please, sir, please, I appreciate please. you saying that. But like, um, I mean, Film Threat, the print magazine, was alike. The internet before the internet because mm -hmm. it started in 1985 was the first xeroxed editions of film threat and then it went through kind of every print incarnation right. so it was you know first it was on a, a xeroxed fanzine then it was like a color cover with like newsprint insides then it was you know then it was slightly slick magazine this is like and just so the kids know what a, what a magazine is it's just like the internet but it's on <laughs> really thin slices of wood Right. That's yeah. yeah. But but it was the attitude of it was very much like like the way that that film blogging or just sort of pop culture blogging is today. I mean, it's it's a lot like that, but it was in print form. So we were kind of a pariah. I mean, I have to say, like in dealing with publicists and dealing with people to try and get stories, Film Threat did not get access. Mm -hmm. You know, Film Threat was constantly, I mean, you know, I had these writers that actually crashed the set of Batman Returns wow. to do a cover story on it. Among other things that we had to do, eventually, like, people warmed up to us, and we had, like, we had one writer, like, went to the set of uh, Reservoir Dogs when that was shooting. That's and, really cool. And we did we did a cover story on that, but, like, Film Threat embraced all these guys... un underground and indie movies before these filmmakers were were popular or successful, like Kevin Smith and Tarantino. And Peter Jackson. And Peter Jackson, you guys were, exactly. I mean, that, that article, I remember you guys, yeah, I, think, I think during that first Kickstarter campaign, or maybe it was something Mark Bell put out while, while the brand was in hand, his hands, and I love you, Mark, uh, and I met Mark through you, mm -hmm. um, was this interview that you guys did with, with Peter Jackson right around the time of Brain Dead. Yeah, yeah. And I was telling my students earlier today about Brain Dead and Meet the Feebles and uh, bad tastes and stuff, movies that I love. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people only think of Peter Jackson as post, as like Lord of the Rings and on. Right. Uh, but obviously as a film fan, when you found out that he was going to do Lord of the Rings, you were like, wait, one of us is yeah. going to get a chance to do Lord of the Rings? Because he's a legit nerd. I mean, you know, Absolutely. Absolutely. Total legit geek. And, um, and so I remember reading that article and just being really impressed by how early on you guys did or didn't have access, but at least had a message about what you were, about what was out there, what was coming up. Like, I feel like you guys would have, like, today have been like, hey, The Raid's going to be the movie you're going to want to watch well, this well, year, I mean, and et cetera, et cetera. And that's, what I think, what we do miss well, is I the do, noise. We just have noise now. No, no. Well, well, what it is 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 that most of what you read is just controlled by publicists that are at studios. Sure, sure. So they pitch a website, uh, a story. And then they do that story. What Film Threat would do is, like, some kid from Austin, Texas sent me. Me, <laughs> sent me a VHS tape. Yeah. And I looked at this VHS tape. I said, what's this movie, Slacker? Who's this guy, Richard Linklater, who sent me an early rough cut of his movie, Slacker, which we ended up doing a story on. This is, like, in 1989. It would have been, yeah. Yeah, around 89 or maybe earlier than that. Anyways, so 
film threat was the type of thing where like any filmmaker could just approach us and we weren't influenced by the publicist saying, here's what you need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. You need to be talking about Suicide Squad. And I, and I kind of feel like looking at the landscape of film websites now, there's a lack of a sense of discovery, which is really disheartening to me. Because I feel like now with this thing that I hold in my hand, mm-hmm. with this device, this thing, right? This black screen, this black yeah, mirror, so to speak. Sure. Right? You can make a whole feature movie with this and self-release it. But but and I, and I those are the kind of films and filmmakers that I'm really excited to discover. I think there's nothing wrong with like look, I love the big tentpole summer movies as much as anyone else. But I also think I like to have a more diversified media palette. You know what I mean? Like I like underground stuff. But are there like, screens for those people? Does that make sense? Right. Like 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 you guys came in in 1988, 89, and obviously Richard Linklater has become my favorite filmmaker. And hey, hometown here. Boyhood is brilliant. I mean, Boyhood's it's, yeah. my favorite movie of the last yeah. ten years Love. plus. But what does that culture still exist? I mean, you guys kicked into this wave right at Clerks in Reservoir Dogs and wrote it into what when I went started going to film school in two thousand one. And you guys wrote it right up until I think these these and I love superhero movies. And if you guys want to hear me talk about how important I think superhero movies are. Uh, I guess we, we should we should stuff. we but, should put make, we definitely but, want to talk yeah. about that later. But all I'm saying is like uh, you guys, you guys, is that culture still there? Where are you going to point kids now? I, I, Does that make I, sense? I, I believe that it is still there. I believe that sure. it is still there. It's just not being supported. I'll tell you about a, a a movie I saw earlier this year that I think is one of the best films I've seen this year, 2016, that's going to get no attention, unfortunately. Tell me. It's a movie called Director's Cut. Okay. Written by and starring Penn Jillette. Wow. That Penn Jillette. Sure. Of the magical duo that, of course, you can go to, to uh, the Rio in Vegas and see their show, um, d- directed by a guy named Adam Rifkin, who I've known for years. Adam Rifkin, who wrote... I like Adam. Adam's great. He wrote the movie Small Soldiers for mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg. He did, when I first met him he in 89, he did this movie called Invisible Maniac. Uh, which was a, a cheesy horror movie. He knew exactly what he was making. He also made a film that, that I consider to be a classic uh, called The Dark Backward. And he just wrapped a movie with Burt Reynolds. Just wrapped and, a movie with Burt Reynolds. And, and the I, kid I from wait. Boyhood. Yeah, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But he, So this movie Director's Cut is about this guy. It starts out as like a really cheesy cop thriller that we've seen a sure. million times. Then little by little, this character that Penn Jillette plays kidnaps the woman who stars in the movie to remake the movie starring starring himself as the lead character and he edits himself over the lead character using green screen and it is the weirdest thing it it, it is totally like movie nerds are totally going to get it they're going to get all the, the the everything that's going on in this and it's it's absolutely brilliant and it's a movie that i've seen almost no coverage of that's a movie that like film threat would cover and give support to um, and it's something that was it was crowdfunded. Sure. I, they they did a crowdfunding campaign to get that movie made, and it, it went through. It's something that Pendulette worked on for almost ten years. Like there were many incarnations of the script. Those are the things that and like and and the the, the filmmakers making movies with iPhones. Right. Right. Those That's, are the things that I think that that are exciting to me. In addition to just having some alternative commentary on our current big tentpole <laughs> movies, which we're gonna do. Uh, but we're also going to talk about this Kickstarter campaign and the incentives and the reasons you guys should donate and support. We'll be right back here on Zena TV and with Chris. So hang tight. Yeah. Hey, 
We're back here on Geekscape with Chris Gore. We're going to be talking about the... Uh, if you guys go to filmthreat.com, you're going to see all the incentives. And we're trying to bring Film Threat back, and especially as a website. And what we're looking for is a unique voice uh, for independent film. Um, and we were just talking about... Well, would you cover web? Like, we were talking about Stock and LeVar and how more people should see Stock and LeVar. No, actually, absolutely. Like, would you guys cover, like, web series, absolutely. which is kind of the new indie film right yes, now? And yeah, like, Stock and LeVar, and then also another one, Star Trek Continues, mm-hmm. which I think is 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 amazing. I, is that the one that, um, that's the one that Lou Vic Ferrigno was on? Uh, yes, and, and Vic Mignona plays uh-huh. uh, uh, Captain James T. Kirk. In Rob Burnett's Robert, Axe and R project? Rob well? Burnett's Axe and R project? Well, that, that's in flux that's right in, now because well, of legal I thought, stuff. I thought Paramount backed off and said, you're good to go. No, they well they released fan film guidelines, and based on those guidelines, Axanar cannot be made. Oh. So based on the guide the guidelines, um, oh. so you should you should ask Rob about it. I really I will. I really shouldn't comment, but no. But, but look, I supported when, when when the campaign came out. I look, I love fan films, right? Yeah. I mean, J.J. Abrams, he did a fan film. Uh, Star Wars Episode Seven <laughs> was a fan film. <laughs> See, I consider. No, I'm not being mean. I'm saying that like anything that's made by not the original creator is in effect a fan film. Also, J.J. Abrams is a legit fan, right? He's a legit fan of Star Wars, and so for him to make it, if you think about it, it's the most expensive and successful fan film ever made. I think fan fan films and fan fiction, all that stuff, it just that's just sort of getting you to. It's just exercising your muscles until you can do your own thing or work professionally. So I support fan fan projects. I mean, look at Sandy uh, Collera's uh, uh, Batman Dead End. Yes. That thing, to me, really informed and influenced Zack Snyder's incarnation of Batman as played by Ben Affleck in Batman v Superman was totally Sandy. It, right. it came from that short film, which was which I was at that screening. With and, the alien and yes, stuff like that yes. in the alley. It, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that was great. That was a fan film. But you look at that that incarnation of Batman, the sort of beefcake Batman and and the sort of badassness. You don't think Arkham he, Asylum he, and all those video games kind of influenced as well, like the Rock City Batman games? A, a little bit. A bit when you look, but cinematically speaking, sure. it, was, it was really Sandy came first. That was before. For the video games, even. yeah. So, but but like you know, the, and 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 the one thing, yes, we don't we don't want to we don't want to open the wound that is Batman v Superman. But um, I, I think that I think <laughs> yeah. that everyone agrees that the common you know theme throughout is like they. they ben Affleck did a good Batman, and Zack Snyder did a good. He definitely had a hard on for Batman. Batman, he did a he played a good Batman that was f- flawed in the writing. Yes. Does it, that make sense? Every, like, everything wrong about that movie is all from the writing and sort of Zack Snyder's storytelling is his weakness. And you certainly, you know, cinematically speaking and action-wise, like uh, Zack Snyder is is a, a, a talent, but 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 man, that script is just flawed. And it's not just the script; it's the essence of they didn't get Superman right. No, that's what that's what made it. That's two at bats. Yeah. With not getting Superman right, and yeah. even his powers, it's like you hid Martha Kent. In a non-lead-lined room, which you know is not lead-lined, because Batman's punching holes in it. Right. He's right. jumping through the floor, and like Clark could just look to the left and see his mom a mile away, or superheroing, or whatever, <laughs> or, she's, or she's, anything. She's, yeah, yeah. It does. It makes it makes no. Like, there's sense. a lot that doesn't make sense, and then Batman not being a total strategist when it comes to Doomsday, because guess what? He did land on an unpopulated island, and he's going to lead him back to Gotham to get the spear. Yeah. It's like, yeah. how much do you actually hate Gotham? Yeah. No. It just. It just. I. It, it. Why is it that like in other movies it seems like Marvel is very responsible about the, their destruction porn, right? That there are innocents. Sure. Out there. Right. And DC just seems to miss that boat. Right. Um. I don't know. Uh, See, yeah. look at this. We've devolved. I'm, no, into I'm thinking our about. It. I'm thinking nerd. about. I'm thinking if that's true. I'm thinking about like things like Civil War, and you're right. I mean, the marketplace scene in at the beginning of Civil War, I mean, you, there's, a you, there's a lot there's of destruction, right? And yeah, and 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 Crossbones is using that as 
you know, he's got a bomb. Yeah. And, and Natasha, or, you know, uh, knows that there's a bomb or, or, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Scarlet Witch knows that there's a bomb. And she it kind of starts the whole Wakandan storyline in there. And the whole Civil War storyline is that, that you know, uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, Wanda does something about Crossbones because he has a bomb in their innocence about, you know, that didn't take place in a field. Right. It didn't pl- take place on a military base or, or an airport, like an abandoned airfield. It was it was awesome. You know? No, I just I just like that they actually consider those things. They mm-hmm. think about you know the human, heroism. Yeah, heroism. The, <laughs> I don't the, know heroism in a superhero her- movie. Heroism Imagine because that. it involves heroism involves self sacrifice. Sure. Like I would sacrifice my life to save this innocent person. I never got that sense from the Henry Cavill version of Superman. Although the Ultimate Edition, they definitely address the Superman storyline better. You watched it? You yes. I Why did. do you hate yourself? Exactly. Exactly. I'm a glutton for punishment, but but no, you I do I, like the weird I, stuff. I, yeah, <laughs> you're like I know yeah. I didn't like it the first time. Well, well, I feel like look if I'm if I'm gonna comment on it, right. I need to have seen it. So right. so although I do happen to know that there's another cut of the movie that exists out there. Sixteen hours. It's called the Arkham yeah. Cut. That's that's okay. taken from the Ultimate Edition. It's a shorter version. That's okay. much better. Who did that one? Was that I, like a Topher I, Grace? I don't, don't want to say. Was that like a Topher Grace prequel? It was like a Topher Grace thing. I don't I don't know if the guy wants to be made public, okay. but. That'll be something I'll be writing about on Film Threat. Okay, so how do we when bring the website this, comes back? Yeah, how do we bring this thing back? Well, simply look. Think of this as like a pledge drive for you know PBS or something, right? You go to the you go to filmthreat.com, which will point you to the Kickstarter. There's uh, you can get a T-shirt, you can get a signed DVD. I'm giving away stuff that's out of my personal collection. I'm going to be putting new stuff up there. Like sure. I put up like my hat and like. Uh, you know, other personal items. I put up, I had a film threat jersey in Denver Broncos colors that a guy from Denver, Colorado bought, which is That's great. Cool. So, so the thing is, is just go, go to filmthreat.com, look in and, and look at some of the Kickstarter rewards and find something you like. One of the cool things is Chris Prynoski. I don't know if you know who he is. He's uh, the head of Titmouse, Titmouse yes. Animation Studios. I've been on panels with Chris. Yeah, what am I doing? Chris is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's such a talent. I mean, the, the mind behind, like, you know, shows, you know, adult swim shows mm-hmm. like Venture Brothers and so many other things. And I just actually did some voice acting work for him in a movie called Nerdland. Uh, directed by Andrew Kevin Walker. So I did a voice uh, for that cartoon, and Paul Rudd's in that, um, uh, Pat Oswalt, and it's going to be coming out, I think, later this year. But in any case, so Chris Prynoski is actually doing a special limited edition T-shirt. Um, also, some I've got some signed copies of Film Threat that I'll be uh, yeah. giving away that are really rare. That, that one is the Fantastic Four edition. I think that one's gone. But I'm throwing up more stuff. I actually found some other cool stuff in the archives. I actually went to the archives... Um, is this a garage sale or is this an actual kind of, website? It's like, what is kind this? of right now like a yard sale, but we're raising money <laughs> right. so that we've got uh, the money to bring film threat Are you back. getting evicted? Like, what? Tell us the truth. No, yeah. okay, I'm kidding. No, well, look, <laughs> the, tr- the truth is like, look, it'll, it'll actually help to have less of this stuff. Right. But um, no, the t-shirt thing, Chris is actually designing the shirt. The shirt so that's going to be really cool. And I think we're only doing like a little over 500 of the shirts. Mm-hmm. That's it. So just if you come in and you buy a shirt, that's going to help fund and get film threat back. So think of it as like, think of it as just like, look, I need a T-shirt anyways, or I need a DVD, or I need a cool thing, and uh, go there and contribute, and then it'll help towards bringing the site back. And Chris, how do we like? Again, we're I, I I'm trying to not get hung up on this, but the the whole culture that's that's grown up around it, like you know Devin Ferrasi and and the Birth Death movies and these guys. And in a way, Geekscape, like this whole thing, like how are you going to like, how is it going to be different than the critical analysis that we get from Devin or we get from 
these individuals like well i i, I t- talk I mean, to me the, the, i mean the, the thing the thing that i would say is it's going to be my voice and my the voice weird is, stuff my voice is just a little different i right. look for the stuff that's weird and then secondly i also think that um i, I film threat was always injected with humor yes so uh yeah maybe there, a the, lot of that humor i'll give you an example maybe so not take the, yourself so seriously as a critical analysis i don't, or, I don't take not myself be, seriously but yeah. i do take my do take the work seriously. that's right so i take the work seriously. but but the thing is uh, we're going to be doing so so the money is going to be used for just so you know bringing all the archives back film threat website will be back in addition a free app that'll work on tablets and iPhones and 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 whatnot so you'll be sort of more readable version cool. of the website and if you actually donate to the campaign I'll give you a password that'll give you a look at the design of the new site and all the backers will get get early access to everything which is cool um, and then and then also I'll be launching a podcast network Oh, in which, cool. which will be development for shows. So the the writers that are going to be writing for Film Threat, I'll give you one example. So we're doing a Film Threat podcast, which is going to be me talking to filmmakers and special guests. But we're doing another podcast with a with a writer named Patty Hawkins. Mm-hmm. He's uh will be a new contributor to Film Threat, and he's doing a podcast called Dick on Film. Oh, okay. The Dick on Film podcast. Every episode of it, he reviews a movie in which Dick Miller is in the movie. <laughs> Dick Miller is a character yeah. actor who's been in movies like Terminator. And there's a documentary Gremlins. about him too. Yeah. He's he's a he's a brilliant character actor. So so every All fiction. Yeah, every episode he's just going to review a movie Dick Miller was in leading up to hopefully an interview with Dick Miller. Wow. Now so so that's so that's one of the Would things Would include the documentary about Dick Miller? Of course, of yeah, course. That's to. Good. it has to be on there. But that's not my podcast. That's 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 uh that's Patty. So a lot of the writers that are coming back to Film Threat will be launching their own podcast that'll be kind of offshoots of their columns. I mm-hmm. I just feel like it's a voice that needs to it's it's a lot of the a lot of the the stuff that you see that's out there. I see. I don't want to criticize because I love no. Devin and I love like my you know uh, I, I love Stephen Weintraub and we read with, this Col- stuff. with yes I, I read all of them and right. I love them but I feel like something is missing and it's just I feel like just is something it your is involvement? missing. What's that? Do you, do you feel like like is it? I'm not gonna say it's well, see, ego, well, but well, is no, it no, your no. involvement? Or you, do you want to jump in the pool? You're I like ju- I want to jump in the pool again. I want to jump in the pool again. This because is my party. I well I kind of feel like. I kind of li- feel a little bit like I just watched Star Trek Generations because sure. I because I read Mark Altman's book, The 50 Year Mission by Mark Altman and Ed Gross. Okay. It's a brilliant book about the first 50 years of Star Trek. It's a two part book and it's absolutely great. I'm putting in a plug for Mark Altman, but sure. 50 Year Mission, fantastic. I don't book. think any of our audience Anyways, likes Star Trek. I'm yes. kidding around Geekscape. <laughs> so so I watched Star Trek Generations and there's a scene at the beginning about or there's a scene at the end where he's talking to Patrick Stewart about like sitting in the chair and he goes, sure. never give up sitting in the chair. Like if they ask you to retire or go off to do something else. And I feel like maybe I made a mistake by stepping away from Film Threat. I stepped away from Film Threat to work on other projects. Sure. And we can talk about those other projects in a little bit. But but I feel like I, I, I having that voice and having that, that having my hat in the ring is is important. I feel like a lot of the um a lot of the 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 my media buddies. you know buddies are more reactive. So it's Suicide Squad comes out review Suicide Squad. This movie comes out, we review this movie. What Film Threat is, Film Threat was always, because of me, because I'm a freak, more proactive (laughs) in the sense that, like, I'm seeking stuff out. Sure. I'm opening the mail. I'm not, I'm looking at, like, what filmmaker has sent me a a Vimeo link or a DVD or something weird or I'm at a film festival and I meet a guy. You want to break things. You know what I mean? I want to break, I I want a sense of discovery and I feel like, that's kind of missing in addition to support for for those early filmmakers and a lot of them i know have credited 
film threat with helping in the beginning when no one would talk to them. And I feel like that is missing. You know, I feel like it's all about like this is going to get a lot of clicks. So we're going to the set to the set of, you know, Doctor Strange or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like and, and Scott it's, was it's probably easy, one of those. Filmmakers. It's easy to be enticed with right. like free trips and junkets and this and like, look, and, and the thing is, I mean, here's the truth. When I when I was uh, at G4, my TV career basically paid for film threat. Film threat was a break even or money losing venture. And, you know, no lie. Every year I would spend 15, 20, 25 grand of my own money, which I was perfectly happy to part with sure. to pay for film threat so that Mark Bell could get paid and do film threat. And I was, you know, I never paid myself. I was always sure. the, I mean, there was no like money you, I to feel pay like, me. I feel, yeah, I feel like it was always like, the same thing. Geek's exactly. Geek's like, All it's, right. like, it's a labor cool. of love. And if mm-hmm. I, I can afford, I can't afford to do that labor of love now. And right? I had a meeting last week with a company that was looking at, like, talking uh-huh. about Geekscape, and they were like, so, like, how is it? And I was like, oh, any money I make, we put right back into it. Yeah, exactly. You know, because, exactly. like, yeah, I mean, remember you guys had a Comic-Con booth, right? And I'm and, sure, I'm and, sure, yeah. yeah and, I'm, like, the Comic-Con booth is, like, a big chunk of the change every year, too, and the whole initiative. And yeah. we're trying to figure out how to do the initiative better, but that also means more investment and things like that. And Well, I mean, maybe you could, yeah. maybe you could like, you know, if we could rent part of the booth for a weekend or rent like part of a day that would defray some of your costs no just support your ass like that's what we do with our friends like right. i get bored at comic-con like because yeah, you don't want to stand at a booth yeah you don't want to stand at so a booth. i invite all my friends to come and promote their stuff with me and that's right, well, that's what the show is if, if film threat gets funded and We're i'm doing back it. let's 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 do it let's do a a, a comic-con yeah. thing so, we, so, miss, so i'm gonna start my own kickstarter a... to buy film threat from <laughs> <Yes>. chris <laughs> i will employ chris if we can get this thing up to 60 grand Let's, well, uh, see, that's the thing. Is that the thing? So we do grand. a hundred grand. Let's, well, we're our, bidding now. Our failed Kickstarter actually brought in sixty-three. Wow. So that's why I thought, well, like, look, if I just go for a lesser amount. Sure. But what we're doing Enough is to build. Right. What? Well, yeah. I mean, the, 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 it's all these startup costs, man. Right. It's not. It's not cheap to do a website anymore. No, you got to fix cheap. an engine. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like you had the car, you got to fix the engine, and you can't blame yourself for walking away, dude. You can't. You had other things to right. pursue. Right. Right. whatever yeah. like so you needed a refresher yeah no it does it is sort of there is a burnout you do need to take you know a step back and kind of like recharge your batteries and then jump right into it um and i'll be honest but, if i if i that i i've felt like that sometimes you feel like, Geekscape, yes of course but, but i i find pockets and ways to do it and it's like geekscape so i won't be here in two weeks i'm going to vermont for a fellowship a screenwriting fellowship that i was honored with it's pretty cool but you got to find those things that make yeah. you hungry again yeah you know well, I, that that's the thing is like the fire in my belly is is uh, is I want to I want to get back in the game because I feel I can have an I feel like I can have an influence like Film Threat did back in the day. And, and as a filmmaker, I want you to have that influence and and drive the conversation because I I look at it, it's like we're we're talking sometimes we're talking about the wrong stuff when that's I look at these conversations. Angle. That's a so, really great angle. Yeah. To not be reactionary, but, but not be reactionary, yeah. be proactive and be seeking out. And what I'm hoping is, I'm hoping that people will rip me off and steal the idea. And like, look, if I start writing about something and it becomes a thing, then then other people yeah. will also. And as we say on Geekscape, don't hate, create. Yeah. Like yeah. Like don't hate the shit. Just make something. Uh, we're gonna take another break here on Zinna TV, and then we're gonna come on and we're gonna we're gonna open all these boxes from Loot Crate. Uh, Chris is gonna take a bunch of this home, and you know what? If you donate at Kickstarter, uh, his Kickstarter at FilmThreat.com, some of this stuff might end up in the mail to you. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> so, think I'm gonna throw it up on the on the Kickstarter. Okay, cool. Geekscape, hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, 
We're back here on Geekscape, and uh, we're now at the sponsored portion of the show, where basically I'm just going to open a bunch of loot crates with Chris. We've sure. got three loot crates. We've got the Loot Crate DX, which is like their supermodel loot crate. It's got all the good stuff in it. We've got the Loot Crate, like the, the Loot Gaming Crate, which is all about gaming. And i got to tell you guys, we do have a gaming show on Geekscape, uh, Geekscape Games, and it's gotten better. Shane, uh, Carlos Lopez, Josh, Juan, Derek... Uh, and our own Kenny, I got to tell you guys, like a lot of credit for you guys. I think knuckling down and making the show shorter has actually helped you guys. Um, but I know the effort's been there, and I just want to applaud you, Shane, um, and everybody at Geekscape Games for uh, working hard to get it get it there. And of course, Derek sometimes pops in and is on the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, Geekscape Games. If you guys want to download that podcast where they talk about video games, because sometimes we just don't do it. Uh, which one do you want to open first, Chris? We got gaming. You, sh- you should the open DX, the gaming. Open the, the gaming. Anime. Okay, here we go. This is go in the, I think this is the the August box. Maybe September. I don't know. Oh, cool. It's got some Destiny stuff, guys. Here's here's the first one. We got a bobblehead from Deus Ex. Mankind divided his little bobblehead. And I'm looking at Drew, and I'm looking at <laughs> you guys are like lions. <laughs> I'm looking at everybody in the in the studio like, hey, what do you guys want? Okay, so the the gaming one has a Deus Ex bobblehead. It's got a Destiny t-shirt. These are all sized large because of me. Um, okay, so there's a Destiny shirt. There's a bobblehead. Uh, there's a uh, Lawbreakers hat right here. I think Lawbreak. Look at this. It's got this thing. Huh, I'm wearing a hat now. I was already wearing a hat. Uh, oh, this is cool. If you guys play Bioshock, there's a Big Daddy patch. Ooh. You might want that. Nice. All right. Um, Kenny may be Skyping in to claim some of this stuff, but if not, then it don't happen. Um... <laughs> Here's the description, a little booklet that comes into each uh, loot crate about what's in here. Uh, the theme is Mecha, human versus machine. And uh, if you guys are fans right here, this is kind of cool. Uh, Borderlands. Um, I don't know what's in here, but this is a Borderlands exclusive. It says it's a, a loot crate exclusive. I know Kenny is into Borderlands. Uh, Borderlands, I'm sorry, I'm Texan. Uh, but uh, sometimes I slur. Because Kenny's into Borderlands, I'm going to save this one for him. And also because he drinks on the show, this one's kind of fucking cool. What is uh, it? What is it? <laughs> it's a bottle opener. It's <laughs> that. It, this is cool, man. It is... Kenny, you're going to love this. Look at this. It's a trap. It's a... It's. A, look at this. It's a bottle opener. And it comes in a very handsome box. Well, I just destroyed the box, but... Oh, That's nice. fucking cool. Nice. It's a claptrap bottle opener. That's awesome. Oh, I don't know. Look on at the that. camera. That's look at cool. That. Claptrap bottle opener that Kenny will use to get drunk on his Twitch channel. <laughs> um, so that's what's in the, the... Oh, there's a pen right here. Uh, that's cool. There's a, a little mecha pen. Um, all right. So that's what we got that stuff, okay? All right. Kenny, I'll, I'll, you've got this bottle opener coming your way. I'll open this. Okay. Cool. I'll open the DX box here. So here we go. Yeah, go, hold folks. it up, hold it up, hold it up for the folks at home. Okay, so here we go. Ooh. Promising, it's got Deadpool in it. It's oh, look at and that. You okay. got to open it up like you're a pretty woman. Oh really? Just, I mean, look at that. It's like it looks like you're Beverly Hills wait, dog. What is? What is? What? Oh. Okay, well first, first of all, we've got. What is that? It's a handsome Jack mask from Borderlands too. Yeah, there which, you go. which Kenny's should also be a fan. In, should be yeah, in that should box. be in the gaming one. Should be in the gaming box there. And then what else? What else do oh, we have? Oh, Deadshot. Oh, wow. Yeah, Deadshot. We were just talking about Suicide Squad. This is the die-cast metal. This is part of that Suicide Squad. I think we've seen those at Hot Topic, These things right? are heavy as hell. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. That All right. Cool. As a comic book fan, and then, oh, I'm th- a fan of this. This is actually pretty cool. And it, did you see the Deadshot? That, uh, uh, or the, that not, it wasn't Deadshot. It was uh, 
what, what what's his name? Uh, he's on Arrow. Um, in in Ben Affleck's putting him in the Batman movie. Uh, what's mean, it called? Uh, I'm uh, having I'm blanking, guys. Yeah. Help me out. Okay, we'll get to it. Uh, and then here is a Suicide Squad. Uh, it's a belt. You can wear that with your Harley Quinn it, cosplay. It's a belt, or it could be a collar if you just <laughs> if you did it a different way. It could be a collar for your you, friend. You are into the weird stuff, man. Not not, not that much. Oh. Um, and then what is this? That's it's a, a Deadpool, Deadpool aviator glasses. Oh, nice. Uh-oh. Check this. I don't know okay. if I'm pulling rank this is on gonna, that one or This is going to be fought over. I think Go I might pull rank on it because I fucking left my sunglasses that, at a table. Hey, but that's, that's what's great. Yeah, about... if I'm going to pull rank, I'm going to do it on the Deadpool aviator glasses. This is going on. Oh, my God. A Preacher hardcover. Pre- oh, my God. Preacher hardcover, book one. That's Are you crazy. watching the preacher show? No, I watched the first episode, and it's one of those <laughs> little weird. Plan to plan to binge watch. Here we go. Um, what then, what oh, you got this there? This is interesting. This is. Uh, we just have a bunch of. It's toys a here. print. It's a looks like a limited edition. Merc with a mouth. Oh, it's, it's a it's a, a Deadpool Deadpool print. Deadpool print. And now, I'll tell you that got dog, we got a Suicide Squad do, uh, dog pad. Yeah, like a dog go. tag. That's there cool. No, actually, it just says anti-hero. So I think this is the anti-hero uh, of I which mean, I, all these. And I'm not. Tr- I'm not trying to give oh. Luke Crate a plug here, but it's always worth. There's more stuff in it than what you pay for. Yes. Ultimately. I'm just glad I got new sunglasses for when I drive around. And if somebody pulls out on the window and says, "Hey, nerd, nice Deadpool sunglasses," I get to say, "Hey, a, it's not 1995 anymore, and you can't call me nerd because we run the world." And b. I host Geekscape, so you know what? <laughs> Fuck off. It's cool to be a geek. Um, all right. What's now, in the anime box? The anime box is new. We didn't. We haven't seen the anime box. And guys, we're gonna make reviews of these on the website. So our own Natalie Kipper, who's a big anime fan, is actually going to uh, be reviewing the anime box for us. Well, I'm fa- I'm fairly certain that I'm not gonna know what's in any unless there's an Akira item. I'm fairly clueless when it okay. Akira. Or so Hello you Kid. anime fans? Uh, I don't know any of this stuff. No, that's the thing. Oh, the yeah, thing. I do. It's da- it's a Danganronpa tie. <laughs> And I know Danganronpa because Josh Jackson, who co-hosts Geekscape Games, won't shut up about Danganronpa to the point where I didn't know what it was. And then, like, last 2015 Comic-Con, I'm running around downtown San Diego just running. I'm just yelling Danganronpa at the top of my – because I don't know what the hell it is. So I'm just running around people across the street, and I'm yelling Danganronpa at them. Uh, and that works for me because it's, it's weird. Uh, here's a little box. It's like a sushi roll box. Oh, uh, cute. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's – um, it's kind of weird, but uh, it's got stuff in it. It's got like, um, it's a little container. It's it's a, like I don't know what this is, but it's like an organization box, and um, and I'm down with it. Okay, I'm into it. Uh, we also have uh, from Assassination Classroom like a pin. Oh, I've seen and, Assassination and, yeah, it's Classroom. Like a, it's like a magnetic board. I've seen I've seen actually the feature length live action movie, and that it, it is it is bizarre. Have you seen that? No. Assassination Classroom. Just but I'm into go- it. Google, There's a phone Google charm. On, yeah, Google on um, on uh, I don't know YouTube right now to see the trailer for Assassination Classroom. It's friggin' more keychains, anime uh, keychains. I wish I could speak Japanese to you guys right now, but I can't. And then uh, here we go. We've got um, Digimon Adventures, which is uh, obviously the you know I'm a Pokemon fan, but this uh, I think is a DVD. And it's got some episodes in it. So that's kind of cool that the anime box comes with actual anime in it. Uh, and then there's, of course, a manga. So this is a Persona 3 manga, which I think Josh Jackson will be super happy with because he's a big Persona 3 fan. He loves all those games. I, I, I only know one word of Japanese. What is it? Sumimasen. Excellent. Excuse me. 
Oh, okay. And it's uh, I went on a trip to Japan once. I'd love to go to, to go to Shoshinkai, which is a Nintendo gaming show, when I was writing for a gaming magazine in the mid-90s. Uh-huh. And it was the only word I needed because when you're on the subway, people will not – you're trying to, like, get around people. They will not move unless you actually say that word. What's the S- word? Sumimasen. Hey, uh, Jake Belcher, there's a um, – look at this. There's a poster with schoolgirls on it if you want that, if you're into it. I don't know. There you go. I was just thinking. Nice. Just looking out for you, Jake. Uh, Jake here at Zena TV uh, is in the studio. So listen, we got a bunch of toys, and we'll give it out. I think I, I know the ones Good I want to pull dibs on, but again, <laughs> if you guys want to go to lootcrate.com and uh, slash Geekscape and sign up for some of this stuff, the DX box or the anime box or the gaming box or the regular Loot Crate box, put in the promo code Geekscape, and we'll get you guys a little discount on it. Um, this is cool. Um, so listen, this film threat thing, we got to bring it back, Geekscapus. All right, like we got. I'm serious with this because I've felt superhero and blockbuster fatigue, and now we're going into award season. Now that we're approaching September, and I do love award movies so far. My favorite movie this year, I think, is going to be ignored by the awards. It's Hunt for the uh, Winter People, uh, the Wilder People. Have you seen Hunt for the Wilder I People? I have not seen that. But you know, it's the guy who's like doing Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guy from Fly the Concords. Yeah. And, uh, I think that movie is phenomenal, but. Uh, it'll probably get ignored, uh, you know. And and now the, I think award season is becoming the new blockbuster season, summer season. In that, it also feels packaged, right? And it also feels like you're not going to discover anything because it's heavily marketed as well. And I think the one thing that when I was thinking about this film threat thing, and I was like, do I put my money into film threat? Hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Here's the thing, Chris. It's the sincerity of not being marketed to is what I'm buying when I invest in this Kickstarter. Yeah. I don't want to be told what I should like. Thank you for putting it I that way. And I don't want to be fed what I should appreciate. I don't want to be fed what, 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 I don't want to be fed a culture. Does that make sense? Because we become parts of cultures, especially as geeks, we become parts of cultures because it's inherently us and it's our voices that are being reflected by something greater in, in the community. And that's what a culture is. And, Going to film school and coming out of film school and like film threat was important to me because it was reflective of what I wanted to put into the culture. Does that make sense? Yes. And now it does. we've now we've dis- now we've created. You're a, saying it better than I can. Well, we've created this. You should we've, run. We've it. created all. <laughs> we, we've we've created. Where's my pocketbook? We, we've created all um this cu- online culture of experts that don't want to put anything into it, but they want to take plenty out of it. They don't want to invest in it but they want to digest it and regurgitate it. And then when they get cameras in their hands, they're just fucking making movies about other movies. And there's no original voice. So I'm getting a little soapboxy here. I'm finding it. (laughs) I'm getting my legs here for this drive. But I think ultimately that's what I saw value in Film Threat all that time ago was that I I had a voice that was screaming to be heard. And I didn't have a lot of places that reflected it. Well, what's interesting is that the, one of the things we're going to do once we reach 50% of our funding, which I hope we get to do this week. Let's do it. I'll release the trailer. I've been working on a documentary for a couple of years with a group of really talented filmmakers, a documentary about film threat. I've been approached over the years about doing a documentary about film threat. And here's, here's what's, what's, what's been put into this thing. 5,000 photographs were scanned, 100-plus hours of VHS footage digitized, to tell the story of the rise and fall of the print magazine and 
alt-indie culture in the 90s through the lens of film threat. And the trailer will be released. Our, our, our first stretch goal, if, if we get more money than, than what I'm going for in this campaign, the first stretch goal is to put money into this documentary mm-hmm. because we have all this footage, but we need to shoot interviews sure. with with um, a whole bunch of people over the course of like a couple months. So our You've first... already got Ben Stiller. I've seen the trailer. Yes. You, yeah, I, <laughs> I, no, I did send you the trailer. Yeah, the trailer's you, great. I and sent if, you the trailer. The and three if it's indicative sizzle. of the quality of the whole movie, it's going to be a phenomenal film. It's, it's basically like a punk rock documentary mm-hmm. uh, that, that really captures that period. So, And I really think that 90s, that 90s nostalgia is just on the cusp. It's just about it to come back. It might be here, man. I think it's kind of here. It so, might be here. So I think, I think I'm really excited to show people this, this documentary footage because Film Threat is just not about film. Film Threat was always proactive. Film Threat yeah. was not just talking about movies. I mean, I've made films. You know, mm-hmm. I've partnered with people to help get other films made. I'm doing that now with some other projects. So Film Threat is, is a voice that's not just about the you know reviewing and reflecting. It's also about being proactive and supporting uh, other indie filmmakers. So Geeks gave us, you know what to do. Go to FilmThreat.com and donate to this Kickstarter. Uh, I love having Chris on the show. If it was Thank up to you. me, I'd have Chris on the show every week. Uh, maybe that's a thing. Hey, maybe we bail and go to the uh, newly <laughs> uh, about to be funded Film Threat Podcast Network. But uh, in all honesty, like uh, this, is, I think is a, a very important corner of what's become the film commentary sphere and filmmaking sphere. Um, it's, and I think we really miss it. So take a look at the filmthreat.com. Look at all the incentives and see how you guys can participate and donate and help this thing come back. Uh, and I, I'm probably going to see you at Kamikaze. You're going to see me at Kamikaze. Let's do a panel together. <laughs> Dude, here's Let's the thing. Let's do a panel. No, I no, them a bunch you know of what panels. I just realized? There's a panel Keith like... Trallens hits me up when you've double booked and I covered your panels. Oh, so, that's right. So you and I will we never got, be no, on a we, panel we got together. double booked. Because you got double booked. I got double booked. That's and then the he thing. calls me and he's like, can you do 2001 in five minutes? It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, don't even yeah, give that me that. Don't give yeah. me that. So we will never be on a panel together because uh, I'll be covering your panels because you eat like fucking hungry, hungry hippos. We haven't, we haven't done a panel together in a couple of years. Okay, we'll do it. Remember the one that we did when we were doing uh, the, the comics? Uh, the, yeah, the, comics on comics. Oh, dude, we're going to do so it. so good on that podcast. Thank you, sir. You Thank you, sir. so good. Thank you. This is my podcast. This is my home. And I love that you guys join me every week on it. Um, next week, we've got Heidi Cox talking about the season finale of Stuck in Lavar, which I guess I'm producer on, one of many, uh, which is awesome. And uh, we'll talk about that stuff. But right now, filmthread.com. This is Geekscape. Don't, don't look on it. Don't look on it as donating. Look on it as like, just buy a t-shirt. Just buy a t-shirt. Just Go to filmthread.com, buy a t-shirt. And Get can, a DVD. And we can, you can always find us at geekscape.net, Geekscape Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and here at Zena.tv. We'll see you guys next week. Later. <laughs>